Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Come on, we're not going to be afraid. Amen. The church is still going to prosper. Praise God. We're still going to be blessed. Amen. It doesn't matter if we're in Babylon, Egypt. It does not matter what's going on in 2020. We are going to go forward with revival and harvest in the city of Zanesville. Praise God. Praise God. Um, I give honors to my pastor today. I honor Pastor Bounds here today, what a great man of God, and uh, I am glad he's feeling better, praise God. I think we should praise God for that. I think we should give him a, listen, Lord, we're thankful, God. You've had your hand upon our pastor. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Um, I love him. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, he means so much to me. Um, I came here broken. I came to this church um, undone. Had some things that happened in my past that kind of steered my boat the wrong way. And um, I came to this church not knowing him or this church or this city. Wanted nothing to do with it. And I'm here now. Praise God. If you could turn with me um, to 1 Kings chapter... Um, 17 give honor to the ministry here today uh, the leadership and um, congratulations Pastor Cody um, I was not able to be here last week when that happened and um, a dear friend and uh, a mentor and um, now this is not pastor of the Anchor Church congratulations and the Bible says in verse 2 And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Get thee hence, and turn eastward. Hide thyself in the brook of Cherith, that is before Jordan. And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord, for he went and dwelt by the brook of Cherith, that is before Jordan. And the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning, bread and flesh in the evening, and he drank of the brook. And it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up, because there had been no rain in the land. And the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Arise, get thee in Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidion, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow there to sustain thee. Um, The title of my message, the Lord began to deal with me a couple weeks ago on vacation, uh, is the sustaining power of God. The sustaining power. God, I wonder if you could lay your Bibles one more time and lift your hands towards heaven. Let's pray over the service. Lord, we're, we're thankful to be in the house of God here today. God, I pray that you anoint my lips, oh God, that I may edify the body of the Christ here today. God, I pray that this word would be brought forth and touch lives here today and encourage somebody in this very service in the name of Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. 
Sister Lakin's at. But um, did she do a tremendous job this morning? <laughs> Sister Bounds, I was on my couch the morning that her birthday was, and my prayer was, God, let her, let her grow in the burden that you've given her and not perfect the gift that you've given her. It's one thing for God to give you a gift. We try or spin our wheels to perfect something God's given us, but that gift that he's given us is already perfect. One thing we must be careful of is we must feed the burden that he's placed inside of us. Because the burden's like a baby. It can die if it's not been fed. And that burden is drawn to prayer. And I'm so proud of her because I feel such an anointing of God upon her life when she begins to sing. And we need more young people in this church like that. Praise God. I'm thankful that my pastor believes in young people preaching the gospel and young people singing worship in this sanctuary because he knows the future that is in this church. And I'm thankful that we prize the anointing that's in this body of Christ. We see here that Elijah prophesied that there'd be no dew and no rain. Elijah, being the man of God he is himself, was also affected by this drought. Uh, just because of what's happening in the land and just because that we are a part of the church, it does not mean we're exempt of what's going on in the United States. Praise God. But God already had a plan to sustain the prophet and the man of God the moment that he prophesied that word. Can I tell you that we cannot be afraid of the pandemic that's going on here today? We cannot be afraid of this virus. It's not to devalue or disrespect on what's going on, but we must be stand strong. Like he said to Joshua, I've commanded you not to fear, not to be dismayed, but go forth and bring my church to the promised land. Praise God. We can't be afraid here today. We've got to get back to doing the will of God for this city. Praise God. But in the midst of that chaos, God told him to drink from this brook in Cherith. That Cherith means cut. It was a small stream, a small creek. It was something very small, insignificant, in the middle of a drought. God also commanded the ravens to feed him. He commanded these things, and God contradicted the law of nature itself for the men of God. You see, when you are appointed, you are automatically anointed to do the will of God. God never appoints someone and does not follow it up with an anointing. The anointing has a purpose, and it has agenda. It has something that no gift can compare to. It has something that no image or character or personality can do. When God anoints a man and a woman of God, it does the will of God. When God anoints you, you have nothing to be afraid of. And the prophet was anointed, the prophet Elijah. He contradicted nature itself, uh, causing a little stream and a massive famine, a massive drought uh, to be able to sustain the prophet. Not only did he stop there, uh, but he went on further and commanded scavengers. Uh, he commanded animals uh, that naturally during a drought, uh, it would have been a buffet to them. But God commanded the nature to feed the men of God. What are you saying? brother I'm telling you when God has a purpose for your life he's going to contradict all that that humanity knows so you can get the job done praise God 
He went against what nature did. The Bible goes on that one day the brook dried up. I don't know if it was day by day as that water began to get lower and lower. Or one day the man of God woke up and it was con. But the Lord told him again to get up where he was. And I want you to go to Zarephath. You see, I believe in typologies in the Bible. I believe that places have significant meetings and locations have meanings in lives of the people in the Bible in our lives as well. You see, not only was it a little stream a cut in the earth uh, that was water that was flown through. But God had to cut some things out of the man of God's life. Uh, he had to cut some things out of his own perception and his own heart so he can be pure. And he did not stop there. He said, uh, go to Zarephath. Uh, go to a place that's a Gentile nation. Go to a place where they worship Baal. And by the way, there's going to be an insignificant little nobody widow that's going to sustain you. But Zarephath, uh, it doesn't mean just a place. It means refining. You see, sometimes we want to rush God's process, but before you can ever get to the destination, he's got to cut some things out of your life. Before you can ever get to where you're going, he's got to grind and refine you until the anointing is coming all over your body. Praise God. Come on, we got to trust the process or where the anchor church is at here today. We got to trust the process that God has for our families and for our marriages and for our children and for our individual lives. If we rush the process, we'll be like the Israelites and go back and go back to Egypt in bondage. But if you just wait on the Lord, he shall renew your strength. If you just wait there and hear a word from God, he's going to do something special in your life. Praise God. Refine them. He was a man after many passions like you and I here today. He did not stop. He went there to Cherith. And when that brook dried up, he did not prophesy for that water to keep flowing. He did not strike some rock for the water to come out. He just waited for the word of God to come again. God is sharpening some of us here today. God has to break us in order to use us. We want to be anointed, but the anointing's got to break us before we put our hands on broken people. The anointing's got to deal with us in particular situations before we can say, thus saith the Lord, to somebody's broken life. The anointing's got to do a work on us. It's not pretty. It's easy and cliche to say, but when you're going through it, it's a whole nother story. But I'm thankful on the other side of brokenness, there is joy. There is power. There is freedom and liberty. Come on, somebody. You were broken at one point in your life, but when the anointing began to come, down and push you down and crush you. You were able to say later that I did this for somebody. God used me in this situation. God helped me encourage somebody else. Come on, that anointing is not for us to consume, but it's for us to pour out here today. 
Hallelujah. It's the oil that we need a prize. It's not what how we look or how we dress. It's the oil that we need in this end time. In my prayer time, Pastor Cody, the other day, I said, God, give me the godly divine wisdom in this time and hour of deception to be able to witness to somebody, to be able to touch somebody, to say the right words at the right moment, to make the right move at the right moment. That's the kind of prayers that the church needs to make because you better believe Jesus is coming back very soon. He's coming back for a bride and we need to add people to the church. (laughs) Praise God. It was a Gentile nation. This prophet and man of God was so holy. I could have thought the thoughts he was thinking. Why does God want me to go to this heathen nation? Not only was it heathen, they worshiped a false god. It was 80 miles away approximately. But it took the obedience of the man of God to go to Zarephath. With Elijah's gifting, with his power and anointing, you thought he would have took matters in his own hands. But the man of God knew, I am nothing with God. I am nothing without him his word. I am nothing without God. God forbid uh, if we live this life every day uh, not being able to pray, uh, not going a week without fasting and think we can make it on our own. Uh, I've come to tell you some bad or good news. Uh, whichever you take, uh, you can't make it without God in this life. Uh, you can't make without God in this life. Uh, he could have been like King Saul. When the prophet and man of God said, I want you to destroy Amalek and everything that is in that land. Oh, because he trusted in his giftings. Because Saul trusted in his position more than he did his spiritual authority. Apostolics are different because we have the authority. We not only have power or demonstration, but we have the authority in this end time. Jesus said, I see these false prophets. You'll know them by their fruits. But after the conversation, they observed and saw this man spoke with authority. You see, we have this truth here today. And if we have uh, the revelation of the only truth uh, that's in this word, uh, what's stopping us uh, from going to our neighborhoods uh, and telling somebody about this glorious name uh, called Jesus? We've got to do something. We have a responsibility, Anchor Church. We have a responsibility to go to the byways and the highways and to go on the rooftops. Why? Because there's people. There's a widow in Zarephath. There's a widow in Zarephath. You may be seated. And it was Samuel that said, Half the Lord has great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as obeying the voice of the Lord. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. Can I tell you in Deuteronomy, it says all these blessings shall be on thee and shall overtake thee if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. You shall be blessed going in and you shall be blessed going out. You shall be the head and you shall not be the tail, but it's not going to be in sacrifice. It's going to be obeying God's word here today. 
we got to obey God's word here today. Obedience will take you farther than any sacrifice you'll make in your life. Obeying your man of God will take you farther than anything or job or any title that you can do on your own because you only make it so far on your own. But if you would obey God, he's got a greater purpose. He's got a greater plan. He's got a greater calling for you here today. Praise God. Would you clap your hands unto the Lord right now? We love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Can I tell you, it was the same obedience for Abraham. He looked at that Mount Moriah, a.k.a. the the obedience mountain. He had to obey this mountain that was so high. It looked very intimidating. It didn't make sense to sacrifice his own promise. But can I tell you, on the other side of obedience, there's a ram caught in the thicket. On the other side of obedience, there's a blessing for you here today. We need to obey God's word and obey what the saith the Lord here today. Praise God. Obey your pastor every time he preaches. Obey your man of God every time he says something in a counseling session. Obey God's word and you will be blessed. You will be blessed. You will be blessed. There was a widow, a woman in Zarephath. The anointing began to crush Elijah. It began to squeeze everything out of him. Why does the anointing at times feel like we're being crushed or broken? I'll tell you why. The anointing has no ego. In its vocabulary, there exists no I or me. It will crush every ego, every ounce of I or me in your vocabulary, every I or selfish actions that's inside of you. Because like I said, anointing was never meant to be received, but it was meant to pour out and it was meant to minister. And it was the prophet that went before the gate of the city and he he looked upon this woman that was desperate. She was dirty. She already had the mindset of dying. But Elijah didn't know that his need was leading to him a greater purpose. I'll say that again. Sometimes your need will lead you to a greater purpose in your life. It's like Joseph. He was in the prison, but his need, his situation led him to a greater purpose in restoring a butler that day. That day, your need will supernaturally lead you to a greater purpose. And it was a widow. All she had was a handful of meal. All she had was oil in this little cruise. That's all she had. And Elijah says, make me first a cake. I want to stop there and say something. Your priorities matter in life. Oh, your schedule is all dictated upon your priorities. And if you have in your mindset that I'm going to serve God, I'm going to be in the house of God. It doesn't matter what I go through or what's happening in my life. I'm going to be blessed because of it. It doesn't matter how hard it gets. My priorities, I'm going to serve God before anything else. I'm going to serve God before the next job promotion. I'm going to serve God before the next relationship that comes my way. God must be our priority here today. 
and goes on. But the meal didn't waste. The oil didn't waste. It was that same oil that was Elijah in his situation. It was that same oil that the woman came to the man of God saying, my husband's dead. The creditor is about to take my sons, become slaves and servants. It was that same oil that Elisha looked at the woman and said, what's in your house? What do you have in your house? And she replied, save a pot of oil. He said, go borrow all the vessels, not a few, but as much as you can borrow. Praise God. Can I tell you here today that the answer for your life is found in your house. It's found in that little closet. It's found in that little corner of just a little oil that's there. Can I tell you that it was that same oil as she began to pour out onto those vessels. She got consumed with the blessing at the moment. I think sometimes God has to remove the scales off her eyes and see how much oil is going in to many vessels. Because the moment she began to pour out the oil, the oil began to multiply. Can I tell you that your anointing is not your own, but your anointing is meant to be poured into empty vessels here today. Because the more you pour, the more God is going to give you here today. It was the oil that was before the storm, that was still there during the storm. And God, oh, praise God, it was there after the storm. Can I tell you, it's your devotion, it's your prayer life, it's the Holy Ghost that you got that's going to be there before times get rough, when times are rough, and after on the other side of the mountain of blessing. I come to tell you, we can't despise our prayer life here today. The answer's in your house. The answer's in your house here today. I'm going to touch on that. The answer's in your house. I come to tell you that there's neighbors all around you that are poor like that widow woman that's on their way to being dead, on their way from everything being taken, taken from her. But can I tell you that you've got that little pot of oil that's in your house here today that needs to be poured upon people that need the oil. Need the oil. We were talking the other day. You had a vision of my house being full of people while my wife was playing piano. And can I tell you, this Thursday, we'll be having our first Bible study for our neighborhood and our apartment. We took the piano, Pastor. We put it in the front by the window. We're going to open that baby up, and she's going to play, and the anointing's going to fall. Sister Connie, you're invited. You know you're coming. You're going to bring some good food. Uh, Pam and Justino Scato, they're coming. And guess what? We're going to have neighborhood revival. I come to tell this church, uh, we're going to have a neighborhood revival. There's going to be people that's next door that lived with you for years that you thought nothing of but God's gonna put them in your life so you can pour the oil the oil the oil if music could come I'm done pour the oil the more it began to pour out, the more it began to multiply. That's the sustaining power of God because we have needs and the world has needs. But when you bring those needs together, something supernatural begins to happen in the Holy Ghost. You can't explain it, but all you can say, it was God here today. It was God. It was God. 
The answer's in your house. The answer is in your house. She didn't have much. She was already in debt. But she obeyed anyways. She followed the leading of the hand of the Lord. She obeyed anyways. The man of God, he waited. And he obeyed anyways. God's going to sustain this church. And it's going to sustain us here today as long as we obey. Last youth conference, I told Pastor Cody about this a while ago. <clears throat> that sacrificial giving, um, I forget the preacher's name, but he was, you know, she's for Christ. So we gave. And then Brother um, Pastor Matt Tuttle began to preach, and the Holy Ghost fell. It fell. Began to prophesy. And I come to tell you, God spoke to me a number to give. He said, I think we need to give again. I look over to my wife. I said, honey, it's the number God spoke to me. And she said, it's the exact same number God just spoke to me. We gave that money. Was it comfortable? No. We gave that money. Weeks later, she gets an interview. She gets an interview and, and uh, she got the job. And to the dollar, God has given us 10 times on an annual basis the amount we gave in that service. What am I trying to say? Yeah, we know that God gives back. But can I tell you, his blessing is so great, it will overtake you on a perpetual basis. It will continue and it will not stop. As long as you're able to give what you have here today, as long as you're able to make a commitment to where this church is going, God is going to supernaturally bless you in every category of your life. I'm done here today. If you want to come to this altar and pray, let's pray together. If you want someone to pray with you, let's pray together. Pray together. But I've come to tell you not to fear because of the famine in the United States, but to not quench your fist, but to open it up and give the oil of what you have here today. Let's pray if music can come. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.